Haunted. You're listening to Still Token with on Darkening Podcast Network. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. (laughs) With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. But thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. You have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. 
featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope you're having a fantastic week. My name's Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard, and uh, I'm I'm taking that, whether I got the uh, promotion or not. But anyway, we got a kick-ass <laughs> show for you today. Uh, with us, as always, Benjamin. How's it going? It's, it's going good. <laughs> you can have the monkey behind the keyboard back. Thank you, thank you, because I keep on getting confused whether I have it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to actually find and buy you a real little figure of a monkey behind the keyboard oh nice right jeffrey how's it going what's bud? happening how's everybody wait, doing wait, out there why, why does it have to be a little figure i think we should get him like a 10 foot blow up that he has to stick behind oh him. no please if i if i if i shove anything else in this office my wife is yeah she won't be happy <laughs> we'll get him a 10 foot blow up of a monkey baby yoda no. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no. No, I disagree with that one. So, um, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, I think it's going to be a good one. I'm going to have fun with this guy. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, you do have fun you know, with guys, don't you? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have fun with this guy. Um, I'm going to introduce him as Jimmy because I can't pronounce that. Can anybody pronounce that? Pet. Nope. Can you pronounce that? Pet nope. I, I I'm going to give it a shot. Penadido. Good. Was that good? Yeah. So how do you say it? <laughs> Uh, that's why I say Mr. Haunted. <laughs> He's like, I AKA, can't pronounce it either. Yeah, AKA Mr. Haunted. Thank you. Nice. So welcome. You're Thank um you. you you kind of freaked me out a little bit today with these little weird stories. They were awesome, I must say. Thanks. I you didn't read all of them. You freaked me out at the um horror fest. <laughs> How so? Just walking around? Well, well, we we had different booths, and uh, towards the end, with five minutes left in the whole event, you came over and said, who are you? What is this? (laughs) I'm going to have you on the show, not knowing anything. That's how we roll. Yeah. We we call that that. intuition. Yeah. You're highly psychic, obviously. You know? Well. Highly psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Change a couple of letters. Yeah. So, um... You got into paranormal kind of stuff a long time ago, wow. 30 years yeah. ago, right? I, I, well, investigating, yeah, but I was always a creepy little kid. Well, I wasn't right. going to go there, but if you yeah. really want to, let's go, you know let's what go I mean? There. Let's tell the listeners how... Um, I, You're one of those kids that would uh, like go around the corner and rip the bush out of somebody's front yard, no, right? No, no, nothing bad, but uh, I was always fascinated with uh, horror and uh, hauntings, UFOs, all that stuff, and I used to sleep in my toy box... My dad was a carpenter, and he had this big, made me this big, heavy toy box with big, big, giant hand, silver handles on it. And uh, I'd sleep in it like this, you know, with a cape on. And one time he, um, he didn't, I, one time he came in and says, "Jimmy, where are you?" And I'm like, you know, creaked open my coffin, and I rose up and said, get the, get the f out of the <laughs> toy box, Jimmy. And then, um, what else did I, do? I uh, yeah, I used to do a lot of, cre- I was a creepy kid. I liked all that uh, stuff. And then, yeah, so since childhood. So he was the he was always the kid that would be like hiding in the closet and just peeking out at people. And... I did. You reminded me of something that I never. This is a, this is a still talking exclusive. Uh oh. 
When I was a kid, I asked my mom for red paint because I had a small closet in my room. And um, she goes, what's it for? I said, I want to paint my closet like the room in uh, Amityville Horror, that room down the basement they found. But she, she wouldn't let me. She wouldn't let you? No. That's an exclusive wow. right there. Now, now, as you grew and became an adult, uh, do you have a red room in your house? Of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> the portal to hell. That was a dumb fucking question. Right back there. <laughs> Why was it? That wasn't a dumb question. It no, was an it was assumption. Very, it was a very good question. So uh, there was a, a particular picture that piqued your interest when you were a kid. And uh, I find it very fascinating because uh, my, my sister gave me a book that had the same picture in it. And I, I was mesmerized by it. Freaked you out, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And, and I kept on reading the stories over and over again. And you list the book. It might have been the same book. But uh, so uh, it, it's the Brown Lady of Rayburn. Is it? Radom Hall. Radom Hall. I, I have the picture here. I think it's in, uh, yep, that's it. Yeah. Good job, Leo. Wow, she is sexy. <laughs> so that picture started me uh, uh I wanted to get a picture like this brown lady. I was fascinated by it, just like you. And uh, I didn't know where to, like, where do you go to get a picture like this? So you go all through childhood. There's no Google then. Um, I went to see um, Ed and Lorraine do a seminar at my college, and they were talking about a haunted cemetery in Connecticut that this white lady supposedly roams around in. So I took my uh, camera. I waited an hour. There was no lady walking around. So I just um, I took a roll of film just to say I was there. And then when I got developed, I got some interesting stuff on the film. And then I went back again and again and again. And, and after you know months, I had two photo albums full of pictures. That I, and I was so stupid back then because I... Uh, I was getting such dramatic photos along with a lot of people that took pictures there. But if some of them weren't so dramatic, I just throw them out. I only wanted like really good pictures. So I had two photo albums of pictures from this particular cemetery. And that's how I started um, started investigating. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You must have been a creepy kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to hear more? I'll tell you more. We got, we got an hour. I don't know if you want to hear it. We want to hear it all. We want to hear everything. Well, me and my sister, do you remember, you guys old enough to remember it, like that you didn't have a lot of toys? And if you got a cardboard box, like a big cardboard box from a delivery, you'd make a car. You write the, you know, you do the speedometer. You make a wheel. Um, make little little pedals. I and made spaceships. Your, spaceships, right? Right. I remember that too. And so one time, me and my sister said, "Let's do something different." And we made um, we made little like partitions in it, and we made these little death rooms. I was like six. I don't know where <laughs> I get this from. And each room had a different um, scene. Like, for example, they're all they're all dead people. We made out of Play-Doh, and like I, I, I try to give them, <laughs> we try to give them creepy names like like Ezekiel Johnson, and uh, he died from he was crossing the street from church, and uh, he died. He got hit by a car, so he had his own little room, you know, like a little funeral, little flowers and vases, and poor little Ezekiel's laying there. And we had a took a chunk out of his head and put a little piece of white cardboard in there showing his bone that he uh, he was injured. And uh, <laughs> there was this little baby that died, um, and uh, I forget his name, but he got stuck in an escalator. So we got like a cheese grater and smooshed it on his head to show the like the grate of the escalator stairs <laughs> stuff. So there's all death rooms. Uh, so. so did your parents send you in t- to any specialists or anything? I'm just joking. <laughs> wow. oh, you really did that out. So, um, um I, I wanted to ask you the, because um, I read quite a bit of that book, 
Now, did you travel around and like interview and meet with these all these individuals? Not all of them. A lot of them came um, by the internet, but we did meet with a, um, a lot of them that were local. Okay. So what we, we started, what, um, I wanted to write a book, of course, about my experiences, but um, Bill Hall, who's wrote, written a couple of books before, he knew the business, how to write a book and all that. So I wanted to get together with him and he says, you know, he goes, I really don't think we have enough to write a whole book, which we do, but he didn't think it at the time. And we said, let's, let's do something together anyway. So we were thinking of different subjects, you know, urban legends. I love urban legends. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then we thought of, uh, on Facebook, you see somebody wrote, my girlfriend texted me this morning, but she's been dead for three years. So I said, I, I, it was actually a Facebook question. I said, does anybody have stories um, similar to this? And within a month, we had uh, like a hundred stories. I mean, wow. you know, people are start telling their friends, "Oh, they they have a story." And since the book came out, we we got way better stories. Mm-hmm. You know, that people knew what we were doing. But at least it's um, you know, it's a collection of sixty stories that have to do with communication through email, text, cell uh-huh. phones, that kind of thing. It was it's really cool. I mean, it, I like the way the book was put together because you know they can be quick weeds if you don't have a lot of time. You keep, yeah. you know you keep referencing you keep referencing the book. So why why don't you show our viewers? There it is. Um, the book you're speaking of. Yeah, it's a good looking book. It's the book. It's a nice book. You know, uh, but literally, you know, you can read something in a minute and a half or there's some little longer that might take you five. Mm-hmm. Like literally, you know, they're quick little, quick little, cool little stories, you know. So, you know, because when I get into a book, a lot of times I get lost. Yeah. And hours go by. So this this is nice to pick up a couple of quick and reads. It, and there's pictures in it also. Jeff can read. Yeah. Fuck you, Jeremy. <laughs> no, Jeremy, he can't read. Didn't you notice? Jimmy just said there's pictures in it. <laughs> Yeah, this there are there's some cool pictures in it actually. Like this little freaky one. Who's this little freaky dude? Well, well, he's so, looking at the. Well, he's looking at the my, my daughter drew that. Right. Uh, Leo, where can they find out more about our guest? Uh, if you check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us, you'll find a bunch of links there. And uh, you head to there, and you can find his books. And uh, definitely go check him out. I'm going to check him out myself. Uh, the so you mentioned that you got a lot of stories with with communication, and uh, actually something like that uh, happened uh, to me after my uh, first wife passed. The uh, her, her uh, mother called me frantically. She goes, are you fucking with me? Are, are, are you, you texting me from her phone? And I shut off her phone. It was like, and she was getting texts from, from that phone number. And it was like, you know, we still had the phone activated, but the phone was like, like shut off. It was just, did you get many, yeah. uh, was there many stories like that? That uh, Yeah. It's, you, you know, what's uh, funny is that we, we wanted, we wanted the creep factor you know, making, we wanted to write scary stories, but it, I was saying we got so many stories that came from loved ones that it turned into chicken soup for the paranormal soul. Mm-hmm. All these, all these relatives are contacting their, um, but the deceased were talking to the relatives and it was kind of like a lot of, not, a lot of nice stories in there that weren't so creepy. Yeah. Right. But the one with the train was awesome. The train wreck. Not that the train wreck yeah, is yeah. awesome, but that that story there was incredible. Yeah, that was a good one to get. That the, he was messaging all. This is the man. Um, there was a train crash, and um, the man was making was it multiple phone calls to his relatives. Yeah, he was at. It was actually phone calls. I think thirty five. Right, thirty five of them. That sounds right. And um, and the, when they when they found the phone, it was totally. The, if they ever found it, I don't they never the found phone. the phone. Yeah. But they said he was somehow it was he was dialing all his uh, relatives. Wow. Right. Well, the, and, and, and the speculation was that he was reaching out for help. Right. But nothing was really going through. 
But upon investigation, they found that he was at the very front of the train. And he was instantly. Uh, the, so you know, the, they yeah, said he, he died DOA. instantly. He, he wasn't sitting instantly. there calling people. Yeah. No, yeah, he was he was DOA'd. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was like dead immediately. So so that was pretty creepy. Mm. See, yeah, so creepy, creepy was cool. huh? I don't, I don't think it's creepy. I think it's kind of intriguing. Well, it is, but it can be creepy, too. We well, got it's only from... creepy when your hair stands up on the back of your neck. Well, cre- creepy, but, but interesting, you know, because we're all, you know, looking for that glimmer of hope that there's something, you know, past this, you know. And, and it's stories like that that reaffirm that, you know, our belief that, you know, this is not the end, you know. We're all just uh, bags of meat with energy in it, and that energy has to go somewhere. <laughs> bags of meat. <laughs> That's a- I just said that yesterday. I said, do you know what? The, we're just a skeleton walking around with some skin on us. That's all we are. <laughs> Basically. Bags of meat. <laughs> uh, oh, guys. I got a really important thing to add to this. Um, I got to a, a forklift accident a few years back. Ooh. And uh, and they were trying to find damage on me and stuff. And they did a bone scan. I didn't know what a bone scan was. So they put you in this like, MRI machine. And, and at the end of it, you get a whole... Uh, basically a whole x-ray of your body. And you know those skeletons in science class that hang on the wall? Mm-hmm. Mine didn't look like that at all. It looked like a, um, like an orangutan. I want to draw it for you quick. But it's very important. Well, you have a barrel chest, that's why. Yeah, it really wasn't graceful. <laughs> it really wasn't graceful. It was so embarrassing. It looked like this. Like, that was my skeleton. Not like this the science class skeleton at all. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, that was just odd. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, you have a barrel chest. I know people with barrel yeah, chests. Apparently, can't help it. Barrel chest. I'm not graceful. Yeah, barrel chest. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's wider. There's Good people for, that are wider. Their chest is just wider. I guess, like, if you're, when you're, some people are born an athlete, like, I could be a bowler, maybe. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jimmy, where are you located? And Cheshire, Connecticut. Okay. That's uh, Cheshire's uh, near Old Saybrook, right? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, maybe no. maybe Chester. Oh, Chester, yeah. Chester. Uh, I'm pretty much uh, near, closer to Waterbury, New Haven. Oh, okay. Okay. There we go. But, I, but you know what? I'll be, you know where I'll be next week or a couple of weeks? No, I where? I'll be in Plainville, Massachusetts. Oh, no shit. Okay. You at the casino? Yeah. I have a party of a dart player. <laughs> you have a dart party? No, one of your listeners Jeremy. said I, I have the body of a, of a dart player. Yeah, Jeremy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, you you kind of look like a dart, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, so the reason why I was asking that is uh, where have you uh, or where do you like to investigate? Right out my answer, but I don't. I'm not, Uh-oh. Oh, we're losing it. Anymore. Just, I've been doing it for 30 years. I'll, I'll go with, you know, if my friends go to a cemetery or a location, I'll, like, I'll go with them. But uh, I'm, just, I'm just not excited about going to the, I'd rather go to a house, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's house that's having stuff or, or exorcism stuff, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, there's, there's certainly a lot of places in Connecticut, you know? Right. Yeah. So o- over the years of doing your investigations, what was one of the creepiest ones? Creepiest ones? How about I have one one that's included in the book that you have right there? I, I think I call it the haunted cable box. Very original. Do you want me to tell you about that one? Totally. Yes. I haven't read that one. Oh, that, that's box. that's a spoiler that's one alert. My, one of my personal stories. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, it is that um, it's a, a case that involves communication through something electronic. 
you know, I squeezed it in there. And what happened was this family, um, their main complaint was their cable box was talking to them. So we go there to interview them and uh, start, let's keep it simple. There's a, a mom, dad, and a 14-year-old boy. And they said they were watching, uh, they were watching a Seinfeld rerun on a Friday night and the cable box started flipping stations all over the place. This is back when the cable, um, they think it went up to 72, the whole cable, you know. Right. And they said it would, it would just change in random stations. It would, it would zip from zero to 72. Um, and they said, oh, something's wrong with the cable tonight. Let's go to sleep. Uh, the next night, it, it started doing the same thing at the same time. So um, their, uh, the 14-year-old boy's cousin that lives in Florida, who they visit a lot, he just committed suicide um, I think within the last couple of weeks. So one, one of them said, hey, maybe it's cousin whoever trying to communicate with us. When it when it did that, the, it started racing frantically worse. So the I think it was the, the, I think the, the mom or the kid suggested, let's say that channel one is A and 26 is Z, like the alphabet. And as soon as they said that, it went to channels 25519, which spells yes, using that code. So now they're all freaking out. And actually, they got scared and they, they put a... a they put a little statue. They have praying hands next to the cable box, and they said a prayer, and they wanted to go to sleep. And when they started saying the prayer, they said the the praying hands got smashed to the floor. So the, the next day, I don't know, somehow they got brave again, and they started asking the cable box questions. So what they do is they'd ask a question like, "What is your name? Uh, where are you? You know, all these questions." So they'd they'd write down uh, all the numbers of the corresponding channels underneath the question, and then decipher it later. And it told this uh, very detailed story of a, a, a man named Joseph Frank Dana who was killed in their apartment. And he was uh, his killer was never found. He was carried out in a carpet and buried down the street underneath. They even had the address of a porch that he was buried underneath. And they got caught one day poking around. They're going to start digging underneath somebody's porch. So um, they believed they were talking to this, this man. Um, they had uh, this cable box would uh, greet... As, as they um, talked more to it, it would greet you as your okay. It would greet them as their age. So the father was 44. So when he came in the room, it would go to 44. When he left the room, it would flash 44 three times. So that's a hello and goodbye. So they would have Joe parties where they'd have relatives and neighbors come over, and they'd all hang out in the hallway, and they'd walk in one by one, and the cable box would tell them their age, and then when they walk out, they'll blink it three times. So what else do they do with this thing? So I, I, after a while, the dad says, you know, this this must be a soul in need. He goes, I want to try to help this guy out. And he, he, he called the police department. And he um, imagine that getting that report. Right. So the, <laughs> he, uh, so the police officer came over and it's in the book. I don't know if it told some specific details, uh, like his children's names, his home phone number. This is before Google and all that. Um, told him details about him, about him the police officer, um, the uh, the spirit or whatever we want to call it. Also gave a social security number, um, hit the spirit's own social security number to help find, um, you know, his killer. And wow. so the police officer took down all the information, and they went to check on the story. And there, there's nobody by that name. They, they couldn't find anybody by that name that ever lived anywhere around here. The social security number doesn't didn't exist. Um, there's no missing person with that name on it. So this, you know, what are we talking? About? You know, who are we talking to here? So then he got his. Um, he got his um, sergeant came, and it was doing the same thing to him. But he's a total non-believer. He said, "I must be, uh, you know, the kid with another remote somewhere, a neighbor doing this." So he just uh, he goes, "Why don't we get a cable technician over here and 
just swap out the cable box and see if it uh, does the same thing. So the um, technician came over and she swapped out the box. And then the, the guy's talking to the box in front of the police officers saying, Joe, are you there? And uh, it wasn't it wasn't working like the other one. So, so, the, so they kind of left them now. So then the, the it started communicating again, but not as strongly. He said it seemed that this box uh, didn't they didn't like it as much. So when it was really weird when we went there when we were investigating, um, we were, we were having them ask questions to the TV, and you'd hear you hear that you hear it like a chunk 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 like it's trying to press buttons, but nothing was happening. Heard knockings in the closet. It was it was, uh, it was pretty cool. So, um, but uh, um, other stuff started happening in the house too. Some movement of objects. They started hearing whispering in their ear when they're trying to go to sleep. Um, some investigators were there another night, and uh, like the toaster moved across the table. Um, I know I'm missing a major part here, but uh, so, <laughs> you'll have to buy the book. Yeah. Yes, I don't care about that. But I remember the um, the ending. But we interviewed them a bunch of times about. Usually hauntings just don't start happening. It's usually something. Did you bring a new thing into the house? Did you meet somebody new? Did you start a new job? Or, there's always some kind of dynamic that starts the haunting. And they couldn't figure out what it was, except for the, the boy that uh, committed suicide in Florida. So then the uh, 14-year-old son finally admitted on like the, you know, the fourth or fifth inter- interview. He said, okay. He goes, when, when I went down to hang out with my cousin, he says, he goes, you want to go see something cool tonight? He says, yeah. So they brought him to um, they brought him to a big field where they had a they had a big pentagram already somehow uh, marked in the grass. And he goes, they all put on robes. And he said he was watching them. He didn't participate. But they all put on robes, and they said they started all chanting stuff. He goes, I don't know what they're chanting. They're mumbling something over and over over again. He goes, then they, they brought out a goat that was tied to a tree back there. This You want the creepy story, right? Yeah. They brought out a goat. They put it in the middle of the – and you said no devil worship stories. <laughs> they, they, they took out a goat, put it in the middle of the their, pen, their circle, and the, they had a sword, and they sliced the goat's head off. And he said when they, when they did this, he said they stopped chanting, and he goes, there's this like a yellow-gold light that shot up to the sky after they did that. Oh, so, that's weird. So that, so then we're thinking that the kind, the stuff kind of more coincide with that. And you know, usually you never find the answer to these things, but it's like it's possible. Right. It probably wasn't a good idea uh, to do. So, um, so we were going pissed because he was missing his goat. <laughs> and, and the sad part is someone was missing their pet that night. Right. Also. Yeah. So um, we were going there over and over again because we were just investigating for Ed and Lorraine. You know, that was their case. And um, they, they wanted us to capture evidence, and you know, so he said, uh, you know, he goes, when when are you guys gonna, you know, when are you gonna guys gonna get us some help? I said, well, we don't really, we don't do that. We just, you know, we investigate and then bring them our stuff, and they decide what to do. And then I just felt one, one week he said, he goes, guys, I can't take it. it was, our our family's, you know, um, stressing out here. Um, can you help us out at all? I said, well, you know, there's a little little home exorcism uh, we could do next weekend. So he said. Um, I need a sip here. He said um, the, the the night, the the day before we came, the day of our visit, the cable box spoke the last time. It said, watch out tonight when it hasn't been speaking for a while. So we got there and, uh, you know, it's just a bunch of exorcism prayers we do in the um, blessed church incense, holy water, that kind of thing. And the guy said, before you start, could you, um, he had a whole Bible on uh, cassette tape, those big giant clamshell cases with the whole Bible in there. And he goes, uh, he goes, can I play this while you do that? I said, of course, it's your house. So he says, which one do you want to hear? I said, I'm, I'm really not an expert on this. I just pointed to a, you know, ta- a random tape. I have this all on camera, all on video. 
And uh, so, he, so he had, remember those old systems with the turntable on top and the cassette player in the middle and the big speakers. Yeah. So he, he pops it in there, and I'm recording this whole thing. And the one the one I picked, he puts it in, and it starts playing backwards. And you, you know how anything backwards is creepy? Yeah. The oh, yeah. Bible backwards is real creepy. <laughs> I can think right. of something backwards that isn't. <laughs> There's a door opening behind you. Yes, my wife. I I was I texted my wife to come up and let the cat out of the room. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm on the edge of my seat here. So so the Bible starts playing backwards, and then I'm recording it. And I said, okay, that's probably not a good idea. Take that out. So he takes it out, and I said, oh, then of course they said, put it back in. Let's see if it works. Does it again? So uh, it's playing backwards, and it's so <clears> creepy. And then I said, try the other tapes. You know, every other tape worked fine except for this particular tape. Like I said, I, I, um, you know, tapes do that sometimes when they're fucked you know, up. They're, uh, yeah, and um, I, um, and and it's a, it's a possibility that that's the only one that was screwed up playing backwards. But I brought it to a, a sound engineer, a friend of mine, who I investigated his house previously, and I said, you know, I said, I don't know, can you look at it and see if it, because it wasn't twisted or anything. I said, can you see why it's doing this? And he literally said, he goes, he goes, there's nothing wrong with this tape. Get out of my house. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have. I have the tape right up here somewhere too. So we've had we've had a few questions come in, but before we get to those, Leo, it's that time. It's that time already? What the hell? It's that time already, yeah. Fine. What time is it? Jeez. Time time for him to play a fucking commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. And we still got plenty of show left, so don't go anywhere. Uh, but we do have a couple sponsors here. Uh, you know, it's it's time to get back into the movies. Uh, you know, Eternals is out, and uh, you know what? Here we go. Did you know around 83% of Americans with disabilities are unemployed? We are changing that. The Prospector Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to providing competitive and integrated employment for adults with disabilities through the operation of a first-run movie theater in Ridgefield, Connecticut. We greet, seat, and treat our audiences to the best, most accessible movie-going experience in the world. Hollywood blockbusters, delicious gourmet popcorn, and one-of-a-kind pink glove service. Join us for a movie and see our sparkle in action. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit www.prospectortheater.org. And to learn more about uh, Prospector, there's uh, links in the show notes up above or down below. It's a smart page, which has a bunch of information in there. Uh, and, uh, you know, a couple schmucks have uh, some hot sauce. Here we go. find a link for that also in the show notes i got both of you to smile i saw that <laughs> who huh what what, what? nothing <laughs> what? huh what uh jeremy wanted to know what was the uh farthest you've traveled uh or any famous sites uh for your investigations 
Well, uh, as far as the local private residence investigations, um, been to Maine, New Hampshire, you know, the whole New England area down to Virginia for home investigations, Pennsylvania. But um, the, the farthest I ever went was um, I just went to Jamaica, not for investigation, but we um, they gave us like a nice tour of uh, what's it called? I forget the name of it. It's the White Witch of Rose Hall. I guess it's called Rose Hall. <laughs> if you ever heard of that one, that was a uh, that was a cool place to visit, but not much nice. investigation. So I'm pretty much up and down the East Coast doing one. Nice. Uh, and he's also asking, uh, you ever hear any of this stuff and uh, just think the people are BSing you? I don't. I don't. You know, I'm sure there's one that probably was just making up a story. But usually, um, I, I think whether something's happening or not, um, maybe maybe nothing's happening, but they believe that something's happening in their house. I don't think they're going to call you out to the house to tell you that they heard knocking on the you know the door or the wall. So whether think, it's true or not, they believe. I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. they believe something's going on. Right, right. I can see that. Yeah, I can Jeremy's see that. The, Jeremy's a dart player, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Was uh was there any uh time where you were doing an investigation and you thought you brought something home with you? Once. Once. Question. Uh, so we were doing this um, case that we thought was uh this. I'll tell you a little bit about the case right uh, before I tell you. This woman, um, she was an older woman. She lived in an older housing complex, and she was just moving in. And the woman that lived across the hall from her, um, she was she was just trying to move her stuff in. And really, she's kind of being a nudge. And she's like, hey, you know, trying to talk to her. She's like, I just want to get my stuff in, and, and then I'll talk to you. You know, let me move in or whatever. So she's like, well, do you, do you want to um, come over for dinner tonight? She goes, no, not right now. I'm really busy. She goes, you know, tomorrow. Let me, let me um, she's flustered. She goes, let me talk to you tomorrow. So she said that the woman didn't like that, apparently. So the uh, next day, the, that woman came over, and she bought her a little, it was a little cup of uh, tea or something, but it was only like this much stuff in the, in the cup. And she goes, here, I bought you some tea. And she says, okay, I'll have it later. Then the lady went back across the hall. And so the lady came back later to retrieve her cup. And she says, did you drink your, the tea I gave you? And she says, no, I didn't. Uh, she goes, yeah, I know, but you'd be dead if you did. <laughs> A nice neighbor. So um, wow. she, she would walk in. She would come into her um, home sometimes and just smell something bad. And she was searching for the smell. And she'd find a, a dead uh, chicken underneath her bed. Like a bloody chicken fuck? under her bed. So the woman came over another time, and she was doing. Um, she said the woman had something behind her back, and she was talking to her. And she was um, then during the middle of the conversation, she just took it out and started like doing circles in front of her with this bag that was just a bunch of just a bunch of feathers and blood. And she imagined it was some another chicken. These poor chickens and uh, and goats. Right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so right. They they found out that this late this lady um her her son was uh not the landlord but uh you know he worked in the building so he had the keys to everything so she's obviously they're letting him in and doing stuff and the she calls the landlord they don't want anything to do with her and she came in once and there was some uh, there's like those slate like slate um pieces in front of her door like inside the door and she came in once and there was like these weird chalk drawings uh, on the, in the slate. She was obviously trying to give me some voodoo or oh, so, whatever yeah. it is. She was hexing her. She was giving her a good a doozy there. You know what another weird thing is? I wish I had a pair of glasses to show you. And it's just a weird thing that I never even heard of. She had about four or five pair of glasses, regular glasses, sunglasses, reading glasses. And like the, the, the lens is like this. There was this line that went across yep. every every lens she had. Like no matter which, it was just, how do you, I don't know how to explain that. Just a weird, odd thing. So this woman was terrified, didn't know what to do. 
And the, um, we went to her house two or three times just to try to get evidence. And every, it was weird. Every time I drove to her house, which was maybe half hour away, my car would overheat. And it wouldn't overheat going anywhere else, just to this woman's house. Not saying that's the reason, but it was strange. And then um, uh, after coming back from her home one day, um, I was laying in bed, ready to go to sleep. And it, and it wasn't pitch black. The hall light was on. And I was you know, laying on my back. And I see this black this black cloud, black mist in the hallway, like hovering near the ceiling. And like, I never saw anything like this before, especially in somebody else's house. It's cool. You want to record it in your own house. You don't want it. And (laughs) right. No. Yeah. I was terrified. (laughs) So, uh, so then anyways, so I, I was, I'm watching it now and it's, it's coming, it's really moving really slow. And it was coming down the hall into the bedroom and through the doorway and like in a second, it was going to be over my head. I, I really, I just closed my eyes and didn't open them up till next morning. I didn't want to see what it was. Right. That's the only time I could think of something. Uh, yeah. That you brought home. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would be dropping, dropping a, a shit. Yeah. My I didn't like it sure. at all. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeremy says, I want to believe, but I haven't had any experiences, uh, but I definitely could believe uh, there can be more. Uh, Brian is asking, have you ever visited the Purple House in Colonial Williamsburg? No, but I want to go to the Purple House in Colonial. Matter of fact, Brian, is it Brian? Brian, Brian, yep. I, I'm using a purple light tonight to lend an air of mystery to myself. You know, just just throwing this out there to you, Jimmy. I yeah. sent you, I sent you a couple of uh, links for potential shows that you might want to check into. Try, you know, trying to vend at next year. One of them is Tidewater Horror Convention, and that is in Virginia. Okay. Um, Brian is actually one of the promoters. So I'm just saying, you know, if you go down to Virginia, who knows? You could. It could be a two for the, the. You could end up going to. What you is know, the this? House. That that is what we call hair. But this flip right here is ruining my life because it was fine all day, and now we're broadcasting all over the world in hellfire. And, and anyway, cut, cut the fucking uh, thing off then. What what month is this? Uh, that that one. Uh, Tidewater, I believe, is next September 9th, 10th, and 11th. I want I want to go. I'll send you the information. All right. You know. We went down last time. It, it was a blast, but there's a lot of great areas right around there that you could definitely check out and investigate or just take pictures and, you know, yeah. maybe have another book by the time you leave. Who knows? I hope. Right? You know, I, I wanted to ask you guys. that I was. I, I, it's been so busy the last two weeks. I wanted to kind of check out your shows and know more about you guys. And just today I'm going through your channel. I see, was it D Wallace? Yeah. yeah. And um, who else? The, the Children of the Corn guy? Yeah. And the games. top topper, you had Potsy on. Yes. Yes. Yes, we did. Anson yes. Williams. Yeah. Go back yeah. and listen to these shows, people. Yeah, right, right. Anson yeah. Williams. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with all of them, too. Right. And uh, now that you mentioned in shows, I mean, we have two shows next week. Um, we're actually doing a combined show on Monday with Leo and Creative Spotlight. With, what? Uh, Who authorized uh, that? You did. Uh, Leo Pond did. Oh, okay. So you better fucking call him. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that's with. Joel Soison, the Hollywood producer from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, multiple horror films. Um, so we're doing a combined show on that night. That's because we had to cancel film. last week because we couldn't do it. We lost power, yeah. I Everybody mean, what lost the hell? power. You know, and Mother and Nature. Then. And then uh, the following, that Wednesday, we actually have Doug Rice. Doug Rice is a, uh, a well-known animator for Warner Brothers, Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs. Uh, he's also a comic book creator. Did I just lose my headset? No. 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 Did you? It's still on your head. Yeah, I did. 
I lo did I lose my mic? Uh, no, nope. I no, can hear no. you. No. You're good. Carry on. Yeah. Maybe oh, you can't hear. He can't yeah, he can't hear. Well, fuck him then. Fuck you, Ben, asshole. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, while you take your, your Ambien, I just took my pill as well. Speaking of uh, um, Anson Williams, I learned that sign language from an, a Happy Days episode. When Fonzie was dating the deaf girl and he uh, learned how to say happy birthday. Oh, I remember that. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Old? Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's funny because my wife's, um, she's started taking sign language classes. There are, she's actually in it right now, I believe. Same Look, time as our show is every Wednesday. Yep. Uh, did you watch um, Only Murderers in the Building? No. No? I'm back. It's on Hulu. There's uh, one of the potential killers is deaf. And there's... Oh. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, uh, sign language. Uh, no, I thought you were talking about the new um, Martin Short and Steve Martin yeah. comedy. Yeah, is that's that what it. it is? Yeah, yeah. Only oh. murders in the building. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, have you watched? You it? hiding behind smoke, there, Jimmy? Yes, the land of air of mystery. Right. Oh, speaking yes. of uh, nostalgia, yeah. guess whose program I was on as a guest? Who? Sidney Brady. Really? Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it is. Nice. You have your own show too, don't you? A radio show? Well, yes. Our net, our network. Uh, he took the network down, and I we did seventy years, almost three hundred episodes. So um, next year we're gonna find a format and start over again. <clears throat> it's right here. <laughs> well, we, we, you're, you're, we, you're yeah. on the network we, right now. We we should we should talk when you're ready. Yeah, when we're ready. Yeah. Yeah. I like your uh, I like your production here. Thank you. So well, you know, and yeah, I mean. The network's pretty big. I mean, Leo's got forty. Uh, about 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 yeah, about forty. Yeah, forty something. We have several in the uh, in, in the, the queue right now. Yeah. 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 So and uh, yeah, uh, po podcasting, radio, uh, video, everything. And so, what? Just just before um, we were all signing on, you sent a message in that group message. <laughs> okay. I was just um, looking at that. Yeah, what the fuck was that? This this is why I don't get asked to speak at events because uh you remember in school you... <laughs> he, he asked a question, he got booted. Yeah. <laughs> Who did? Oh no. See what Ooh. happens? Jeremy, talk to me about that. Listen, Jeremy, we're waiting. Anytime, man. Anytime. Go, go ahead, Jimmy, back so, to you. Um you remember in school when you you did an art project where you get a like a piece of cardboard and you get pictures from magazines and cut them out and make a scene? Yeah, out of the thing. So I love doing that. So as an adult, instead of doing the regular slideshow presentation, I actually created like poster boards two by three feet, and I either drew the pictures or cut pieces off magazines to make the whole scene. And um, I told the story. That was the first incident I had that I would consider um, a paranormal experience as a child. And I sent you the three panels of my story. Ah, okay, that's what that is. That's cool. yeah. I had an incident happen when I was like eight or nine. Well, because you, you know, I think in the in the message you're like, you know, this is interesting. If you want to ask me about it, <laughs> if you, uh, however oh, you said oh, it, oh, you, yeah, oh, you have them. Okay, I was I was gonna draw it for you. Okay, this picture right here. This is great, guys. Thank you. Right, right here. This is little Jimmy and his mom, divorced mom, and and remember, my dad left because of the vampire incidents and the. I was hypnotizing him one day. I'll tell you later, but uh, my mom was having company over. And she said, you know, here's Jimmy, we need to talk. I'm having a friend over in the kitchen and just stay up in your room and don't bother us. Right. So the next scene. Oh, oh, that's Jimmy uh, Courtney. That's yep, Jeremy. That's right here. I tried to be accurate as possible with my room, 
Um, you see the snacks. You see the kiss poster that I was afraid of Gene Simmons, so I'd flip it around at night because I was scared to look at him. <laughs> <laughs> this is very accurate. So I was laying on my bed like this, and um, I was listening to a baseball game on the radio. Eating was the, the, the Mets is the only station that we got, so I was listening to a Mets game. And the the radio started changing stations and even as a little kid i was smart enough to say you know it's probably some kind of interference or something and but then i looked at the dial see my face see the expression the dial i can see the dial moving back and forth on the radio by itself so i'm freaking out you can see you can see my expression and uh i said well my mom said do not go downstairs and i'm more afraid of my mom than the radio so so see how my legs are propped in the air like that Something threw my legs down on the bed really hard, like they were, they were bent, and they slammed them down onto the bed really hard. So the radio's changing stations. My legs got thrown down. I ran downstairs. Next scene. This is great. That's why when I go downstairs, ma, ma, there's a ghost in my room. Threw my legs down. It's changing the radio all over the place. There's a ghost in my room. And she says, Jenny, get back upstairs. There's no such thing as ghosts. And this is an actual portrayal. I actually had a Siamese cat named Ming right there. Everybody had that little praying guy with the bread in their uh, house, the, the picture. Um, it's a pretty accurate portrayal of what happened that day. So I'm saying, like, because of that incident, that might have um, piqued my interest in, in trying to figure out what's going on here. Right. Still haven't figured okay. it out, but that yeah. was a right. moment. You know. um, Thanks for doing that. Oh, totally. There was one inaccuracy, though. Uh-oh. Where, where's your Hulk pajamas? How do you know about Jays? This guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am such a nerd. You know how you guys love comics, right? Oh, yeah. I, when I was a kid, I collected comics, and we got beat up in school for liking comic books. I was Hulk. My friend was Captain America. The other one was Thor, and we'd have adventures on recess. And they were real cool, um, you know, uh, doing three-card Monty and th- playing basketball. And we're playing superheroes. And now, so I did have an Incredible Hulk, uh, because I had shirts, and I wore them every night. And uh, I just that wasn't accurate. I didn't. Uh, you're correct on that. I'll take that hit right there. I'll take that hit right there. Yes, we. Yes, we, usually we all do our research on the guests. I sla- I was slacking this week. <laughs> well, you got a lot going on, uh, but yeah, that. I mean, it's uh, yeah, definitely a really good representation, though. It's, uh, I like the art. How'd you find that? I I was looking for shit. Where'd you find that? I don't know. I read it somewhere. Okay. I think on my website, mm. you, my website used to be 25 pages long with pictures and stories. And I say nowadays people like simplify like just a main page with a couple links. And I, I had some guy re- redo it for me. I just wanted one page, but it's still all messed up with codes and stuff. And one day we'll have uh, one of you guys fix it for me. I just want one page. Right. Just with your ba- basic story and a link to, you know, the book or something or the radio show. Well, if you join the network, we can help you with that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it, yeah. it, it, it's it's one of the perks of being on a network, you know, uh, web hosting with, uh, you know, like a WordPress site and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I'm not tech savvy so much. Not. No, you couldn't. You didn't get the right headphones so you could wear your hat. Exactly. Uh, that was a fail. Do you get? Do you, you get? Uh, yeah. I don't know. No, you know what? You're wrong. You're wrong. Who's wrong? Because I did, I because I have a bunch of um, top hats, and I did cut one out. To, oh, you uh, did? Like, yeah, but, I don't, <laughs> but it's, I'm wrong. I don't have it with me. But I did cut one out so I could wear it over the headphones. Oh, nice. That's funny. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, so for somebody that wants to get into investigating, uh, you know, because 
It, you, you, you see all these shows on TV, all these paranormal people, and tons of people are trying to get into it. Uh, what, what's some advice you would give give somebody starting out? Wow. I would say a lot of people just want to jump into like, investigating people's homes. But um, I, I started in um, – I just try to find local local places that were haunted um, for myself. Or, or you could join a team if somebody wants to jump right in. There's, there's When I was a kid, there was like there was uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren mm-hmm. and like a group in England, and that's it. Like that's all – there wasn't any groups. Now there's a group on every block. So just um, on Facebook, I'm sure there's a group in your area if you want to join a group. Um, that's probably better advice than going and taking pictures in a cemetery like I did. And hoping for the best. Yeah. Right? Or start your own. Now, have, you, have you ever been to Sleepy Hollow? No. Oh, you should go there. I want to go to Sleepy Hollow. I want to. When we go, when we go to film there, we'll bring them down. Yeah, I want to <laughs> film there. I haven't gone that much. I haven't gone many places. Yesterday, no, this year that was, was a, first, that was cool. Yeah, it was the first year I went um, west of the uh, west of Pennsylvania when I went to Arizona for that event this year. I need to start going places. Sleepy Hollow's right in New York. Yeah, I haven't been. Yeah, yeah. actually, um, the gentleman that's filming our TV series, his wife's family owns ninety percent of the cemetery. So we got we got an in depth a lot. Yeah, a lot of her family, her, her whole family is like buried there. Yes, yeah, so we got a very in depth tour of Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. Yeah, a lot of and, cool and, crypts and a lot yeah, of cool stones. Bridges. Yeah, it's really, and, really yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's definitely worth worth checking out for sure. Yeah. Uh, and Jeremy, I might take you up on that offer at some point. Hunting for what? What are we hunting for? Pro- I'm assuming ghost hunting. Well, what the hell? I want to go. I want to find some cryptids. Oh. Well, Jeff is, is near a place. Yeah, I'm right near the uh, Bridgewater Triangle, they call it. Yeah, and there's there's yep. supposed to be Sasquatch. In, in, uh, mini Sasquatch. No, I think there's, min, there's well, mini Sasquatch. You get the mini Sasquatch, but I'm sure there's regular Sasquatch. In, is, that, in, uh... is that the little puck wudgies? <laughs> Little puck wudgies, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what they are. They're adorable. Yeah, mini, mini Sasquatch, yeah. They're like a tribble with legs. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, what what type of uh, cryptid would you like to uh, go after? Kind of looks like this. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to see. I want to. I, I do. A, I help a, a friend's podcast because I don't have time to do you know a weekly one now. But uh, I I uh, made up a feature called cryptid corner where each week i'll send them a two-minute clip on just uh describing uh some cryptid nice. i want to see uh and then this week we researched i researched the duende did you ever hear that one no no which, which startled me jeff because um it's just it, it's duende it's uh, mainly mexican and south uh, african lore it's this little creature that um lives in the woods like a gnome-like creature but it um on a good side it helps you out of the woods if you're lost it's like a little sprite on the on a bad thing they said like they uh they'll go up to little kids and clip their toenails if they're untidy while they're sleeping they said sometimes they might cut a toe off by accident so it's sort of a lesson to tell the kids to clean their toes but um this this duende also they said is a little creature that lives in the walls of um bedrooms especially little children and there's a story in the book right there there's pictures of little trolls coming out of a, um, a doorway in the, the kid's bedroom. And I just linked that today. I said, maybe those little duendes in there. It could be. Good right. damn things. Yeah. I'm going to fight all that stuff. This is a wow. Florida swamp person, the mothman, the, um, the werewolf up there in uh, Wisconsin. The Bray, right. was a Bray Road, Bray Road monster. Yeah, Bray, yeah, Bray Road. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more interested in those now because you could 
actually made those. I want to find one. Cool. That would be cool as shit. Yeah, yeah I would. You were. Uh, you also yeah. were involved in some exorcisms, weren't you? I was. I mean, that's going to be a really. <laughs> I don't know. That's a really, really odd experience. I can only imagine. That's a whole story. I tried to do a two-minute, um, like a little bit of it, if you want. I'll give you five. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> um, so when uh, so we had we had a group that um, we had a group that wanted to investigate less because with the Warrens, like they were getting the worst of the worst around the world, the terrible cases, and it was a large group. So, um, like, if we, like for example, the the cable box house. Like we'd go one day and then it's in another group the next day. And it was, we'd rarely see a case from beginning to end just because it was a large group, you know? So we said, let's start in like a little side group that we could just, you know, we do our own little case. Like hopefully it's an Aunt Jenny ghost and not a demon all the time. So um, we could follow it from beginning to end. And it'll be like, you know, wrap it up and it'll be nice. So the first case we ever did was this woman that was having um, this 18 year old woman, 19 year old boyfriend. They rented this home in, uh, Palmer, Massachusetts, and they're complaining of scratching on the walls uh, almost as soon as they moved as soon as they moved in, and they put uh, put new carpeting down, uh, wallpapered the house, and the, the they wake up in the morning and actually see the claw marks in the wallpaper, and each day it seemed to get closer to the upstairs bedroom, so they were terrified as what's going to happen when it gets up there, so. Um, we were saying though, another thing is okay. It started when he moved in the house. Do you have any other haunting experiences as you were growing up? And um, the the woman's mother came along for the interview, and she said, "Well, you know, when she was 13, we have um, these videos of her that uh, there's all unexplainable stuff was happening to her. Um, she they have a video of her getting thrashed. Like it looks like somebody's holding her wrist and just throwing her from wall to wall. Um, another video, she's laying in bed crying." And something's holding her hand above her head, twisting it back and forth. It's been on TV. Um, twisting her hand back, rapid fire, and she's crying. She said, cut my arm off. It hurts so bad. And that she actually broke bones in her hand and wrist from this wow. happening. So for a year, this weird stuff went on. They And they brought her to uh, spend tens of thousands on specialists. And they, um, they couldn't really find an answer. So... We just thought maybe they're connected. Maybe she had some kind of um, demonic oppression or some something trying to hurt her. And then this being in this house opened it up again or something. So the things that happened to her when she was 13, it, it ended in a year, like just, just ended. Like nobody knows why. So uh, we talked to the bishop over here and he says, well, he'd be willing to give her an exorcism. And she said she was willing to try. And she said, I don't think anything's going to happen to me. But she wasn't giving those outward signs of a uh, person under the influence, just, you know, the scratchings, here's some voices and stuff. So during the, um, the, pri the priest was starting his prayers and she started like trying to get out of her seat. And then she started screaming like, and her eyes like turned like a different color. Like, Oh wow. What's, what's going on here? So we had to uh, put restraints on her. And um, this is one of the, one of the rare instances where he did his exorcism and at, at the end of it, she was good afterwards. So we put this story on our, um, we had a, this is back in 94 or 5, we had a little website back then, and, and we wrote up that story, and a producer from ABC um, came across it and wanted to do a special on it for um, Primetime Live. So um, they uh, we all agreed to it, and because of that, and I remember back then when we only had a few channels, everyone watched that show. And uh, the next, uh, after that show aired, we got calls from all over the country saying my uh, my son, my daughter, my friend, my spouse, they're having, talking Latin, walking on a ceiling. We can't find any help here. So we, we our group, we're weeding them out, trying to find the ones that seem legit and 
Um, we're, we're in our 20s. We're coordinating plane flights for people, you know, picking up people from airports, bringing them to the church. So we only did it like once a week on when was Exorcism Wednesday at the <laughs> church. And we, um, yeah, wow. it was crazy for a year or two. Wow. That's, That's awesome. how that started. Now, how, many, how many did you end up doing? We're up, we're up to 50. And it wasn't me. It was like I, I was an assistant, you know. Right, right, right. Like, well, just being involved in, in witnessing something like that. Right? Well, it, it is scary just because you're you're actually you're connecting the person with the help that they might, assuming that these are all legit, even one was legit, it would be worth it. But um, you're, you're coordinating them, getting the help they need, their transportation. Um, you're helping um, restrain the individuals. And the, the scariest part is um, a lot of them say the same thing. Like when you're all around them and they, they start, they try to attack the priest or they threaten the priest. And then they look at us and they said, and you, you know, you people that are helping, we're going to get you. It might not be today, tomorrow, or we're going to get you. That's not nice to hear on a Wednesday afternoon. No. Right. At all. No. So that, were they all like very, very similar in nature? No. No. There's, there's no. some that were very uneventful that not, they don't even have any kind of um, reaction. There's other ones that are gouging their eyes out, biting Biting me when you're trying to help them. You're just, I was trying to stop her from gouging her eyes out, and she's biting me on my arms. Um, when they have knowledge of the unknown, that's what scares me more than breaking out of stuff. Or, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of people did talk in other languages they don't claim to know. But uh, when they, for example, uh, we're, our job was to uh, before the um, person got there, we'd set up the altar for the priest. We had we get this chair from outside that's an exorcism chair and restraints on it. We'd get his uh, books ready. Make, you know, clear out the area so he's all ready to go. And only me and a police officer showed up on Wednesday to assist. And we only knew that some woman was coming from Virginia. We didn't know what she looked like or anything. We just knew she's coming from Virginia. <clears throat> so we're, we're a little early and we got done early. And he's just saying, hey, Jim, he goes, I, uh, I got to a fight with my mom last night on the phone. I said terrible things. As soon as I get home, I got to apologize to her. It was just a conversation. So then a half hour later, they bring in the woman from Virginia, literally 88 pounds. Um, so during the, uh, she's the one who was gouging her eyes out, by the way, um, during the prayer, she's just sitting there looking at the priest, you know, listening. And then, um, just turned, for no reason, she just turned to the priest, the turned to the police officer and she says, and you, the way you talked to your mother last night, that was disgusting. And then just went right back to the priest. And that scared me because you don't know if they know, they know everything about you or they're going to start saying things that you did or no. that, that's scary when they know something right. they shouldn't know. Yeah. It's just cool. Got silent. It just yeah. Went, yeah. No. That's yeah. yeah. That's really cool stuff. Leo, you got another show tonight? I do. All right. And uh, excellent. We're a, little, we're a little past, but that's all good. What, what's yeah. this? Oh, uh, we just had something pop up. Yep. Uh, Ryan Price says, "I had an experience uh, where I had something attached to me for years, and one of the main things that used to bother me as a kid." I'd always felt like bugs were moving around under my skin and I'd have like uncontrollable rage. And when it finally got removed from me, it started hailing outside. Like as soon as I felt it detach, wow. I felt lighter, like a weight had been lifted off me and my rage issues disappeared. We've wow. heard that symptom before with the bugs under the skin or it feels like worms are crawling underneath your, oh. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, um, last question I'll, I'll hit you with is working with uh, Ed and Lorraine. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the depiction of them on the the Conjuring movies? Well, the last one was, I, I mean, the last one I didn't really care for. Uh, um, that was the devil were, made me do it, right? Know, the devil made me do it. Yeah. Uh, tell you the the subject of the uh, devil made me do it, Arnie Johnson, nicest guy in the world. Um, but the the story with the um, 
the uh, there was one scene where I think Lorraine was hanging off the cliff and Ed helped her up and Lorraine was crawling underneath a building to they made it more like an Indiana Jones movie, yeah. you know? They Hollywooded um, it out. Oh yeah, really yeah. bad. Like if they stick with the story, it's gonna be a good story anyway and do your thing to it. But when it gets like that, because people really think that all these things happen and then you're trying to yeah. Um, at the first one, I liked a lot. The first Conjuring, I liked a lot. Nice. But they're all, yeah, it's sensationalized. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Kind of has to be. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to digging into the rest of this thing. Thanks. When, when, when's our next event that we can go to next year? Is it next year? Um, I haven't done these events before, so I started a couple years ago, so I, I like the Right, them. right. Yeah, the, the, the HorrorCon, um, yeah, that there's one next year. I mean, Jeff and I, we do... We do event, all kinds of events. We do everything from cannabis events to music events, uh, entertainment, horror, Comic-Cons. So. I have Hulk number four. <laughs> nice. He only brings that out when he has his Hulk pajamas on, folks. <laughs> uh, Jer- oh, he's probably got a Hulk underwear. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, we're doing the Dorkening next. Going to be uh, talking about some... Uh... Video, not video games, uh, like uh, my mind is wiped right now. <laughs> uh, just the regular dorkening, you know, entertainment stuff. So uh, if you want to join us, you're always free. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. The new Boba the Fett dork trailer. Out hour. The yep. dork out hour. Yeah. Uh, the new Boba Fett trailer. The, uh, you know, some some good stuff this week. Absolutely. Cool, cool. Leo. Yes, sir. Okay. okay, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. If you want to follow Mr. Haunted, I got his information and shown us up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but more importantly, follow these awesome people. And I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. I uh, got about 40 shows on the network. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Just head on over to thedorkening.com for more information. And uh, with that, Jimmy, where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Facebook's easier for me. Uh, easier for me. I'm old. Just go on my Facebook. Mr. Oh. Haunted. Mr. Haunted. Okay. Jeffrey. Stilltoken.com. That's where you want to go. Um, although there's some opportunities coming up for those in our local area. <laughs> uh, let's see. Saturday, we're going to be spending at Rhode Island Comic Con. We'll be hanging around with Bill. So look for Bill Diamond set up, uh, and we will be there with him. Uh, that's probably just for the day on Saturday. We're unsure of that yet. Uh, next weekend, uh, 13th, 14th. Is that right? 13th, 14th uh, in Worcester at the Harvest Cup. Uh, you should come check out, check that show out. It is incredible. Uh, and then the following weekend after that, we will be in Framingham at Super Mega Fest. So tons of opportunity to come out and say hi, check us out, uh, see what we're all up to, and uh, the new things that are happening. Where are we going to be in December? Um, well, I wasn't going to go that far ahead, but in December 9th or 10th, 10th, 11th, uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, like it's, that. Uh, we'll be out at uh, Steel City Comic Con in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Cool beans. Benjamin. Like he said, stilltoking.com. Or you can go to the Facebook page, tagged right at the top is all the appearances that we're going to be at, and it constantly changes. Um, you know, like I said, next week we have two shows, two great guests. Uh, but every week we have great guests. Like, Mr. Haunted tonight, we want to thank him for coming out. But we want to thank all our veterans and first responders for doing what you do every day so people like us can come up here and do what we do. We'll see you. We're out of here. Be safe. Hi. Where's the damn button? Where's the damn button? <laughs> you and the button. <laughs> <laughs>